All right, let's do it. Starting with Justin Jefferson. Now, this is truthfully the most perplexing one. The data strongly suggests that wide receivers this far out would be ready to go and would be about 100% in terms of their production. The key here is the Minnesota comments are clearly slow playing this, and they're probably looking at the fact that there is going to be a re-injury risk, and furthermore, that that re-injury risk goes down over time. Now, at this point, that re-injury risk is probably about 15% for the first four weeks of his comeback, and it doesn't seem like it's going to change drastically, but of course, they have the buy coming up as well. So it's a little unclear how they would play this, but the data would suggest that Justin Jefferson missing week 12 would be a pretty heavy outlier. So that's the way we're going to go for now is that he would probably lean towards him being active week 12. Then we have C.D. Lamb. This one is a little more clear. The timeline and the comments strongly suggest a low ankle. These don't typically cause any production hits or any workload limitations for wide receivers. So pretty low concern here overall. Expect C.D. Lamb to play Thursday and basically look like himself. Cooper Cup. Now this one looked like a low ankle on the video, and it was a little surprising that he wasn't able to come back in. So it tells us at least that it was of a moderate severity. But even still, most wide receivers would not miss the subsequent week, and they wouldn't see any production hit as a result. So most likely, data says Cooper Cup probably playing week 12. We'll have to monitor his practice progression to make sure that happens. Then Puka Nakua, he also got injured in week 11. He did stay in the game, and it wasn't really until after that we realized he sustained a shoulder injury. We don't have a ton of information on what the diagnosis is, what the severity of the injury is, but they're calling him day-to-day, -day and with the Sean McVay's overall sort of coach speak index is pretty promising. So when he thinks a player is going to play, the data suggests that that does come true. And so Puka Nakua, again, we're expecting that he plays, but we'll sort of see how that goes with practice progression. Kenneth Walker, very likely out this week. The average on these oblique strains tends to be about one to two weeks for running backs. We did, in the very extreme case, see Christian McCaffrey earlier this year come back after missing no time and actually come back on a Thursday night game following a, a an injury. So he didn't really have any performance hit when he came back. That is, generally speaking, the case in the sense that running backs, when they return, don't see an efficiency dip. They do, however, tend to see a decreased workload. So Kenneth Walker, we're very much expecting him to be out this Thursday. Now, if he comes back next week, which I'd say is about 50-50 at this point, then you're looking at probably a little bit more work for Zach Charbonnet. Then you have Devon Achan. He is dealing with what looked like on video a mild re-aggravation of his MCL sprain. Not that surprising that they kept him out, given that he's a young player and given that they have stated they want to be conservative with him and that it's a re-injury. But with all that being said, I very strongly suspect, according to the data, Devon Achan should play this week, and that's sort of the way we would lean for now. Then Aaron Jones, this looked like a pretty severe MCL sprain. Average on these is two to three weeks. 
Now, they're not putting him on IR, so I would lean towards that three-week time point. Getting back any earlier than that is pretty aggressive. So Aaron Jones probably back before three, before four weeks based on his IR avoidance, but even with that, not likely immediate. Then T. Higgins, with this hamstring strain, it really could go either way. We don't have any indication that he was necessarily progressing towards playing this past week. So our current with current indications, the data would slightly favor him missing one more week and then coming back after. However, if he's active this week, it would be with an elevated re-injury risk and usually with an efficiency dip as well for wide receivers. Then we have Kyron Williams. Now he is coming back. It's been pretty clearly stated. He's been dealing with a, a pretty severe high ankle. The data on these does favor a full workload when running backs come back, especially younger running backs, but it also shows up with about a 15% efficiency dip. We've seen that with Eckler, Barkley, and most recently Khalil Herbert. So Kyron Williams probably dealing with some of the same efficiency dip that recovers over the course of about three games. Jamar Chase, previously on the injury report, last week may have been a little less than himself with this back contusion that was pretty severe when it first happened. The good news on these is that the average timeline for the production dip tends to be about two weeks. So Jamar Chase, by the data, projects to be at 100% for week 12. Mark Andrews, this, of course, broken ankle and basically what we would consider like a high ankle sprain. The ligaments are also very likely torn. The suggestion of can he come back is a little iffy. I would say in most cases, this is a four to six month return. Now, in extreme cases, it could be pushed to eight to 12 weeks. And that depends a little bit on how they handle the fracture in this ankle injury. And if they put basically stabilize it, bring him back at my guess would be the earliest it would be about 10 weeks he'd still be probably just a shell of himself so if mark andrews comes back it's going to be likely at the very end of a playoff run and with that i don't think you're going to see tier one mark andrews that you've been seeing so far lamar jackson not a serious injury really but it is noteworthy that he had an ankle sprain it looked like a very mild high ankle type mechanism he did play through it he was limping the real reason i bring this up is because it's a little concerning for re-injury risk and we know of course lamar has had some issues recently towards the end of the year and hopefully he avoids re-injury but that's sort of the one thing to watch out for with these otherwise no performance hit expected geno smith he had a pretty real triceps contusion from that hit from Aaron Donald towards the middle of the game and he did actually come back and threw one pass so he will likely play through this but it may cause some limitations on his deep ball so overall no long-term concerns here for Geno Smith but because they're playing on a Thursday that does hurt his chances just a little bit to be 100% Odell Beckham Jr. looks like he's back Post ACL, that is kind of what the data favors is that there's this long performance dip and then eventually players do return even after the second ACL to their pre-injury baseline. So OBJ is likely there now. The key though here is that he has a fresh AC joint sprain of his shoulder 
those don't tend to really impact wide receiver availability or production. There's about a 10% very mild production hit in most cases, but overall not overly concerned. And then a couple of my Texans, Noah Brown first. He is dealing with a knee injury, a knee sprain it sounds like. The average on these is in the one to two week range for mild versions. And because he missed basically all of practice last week, it tells us he is pretty much going to be at the average timeline come this Sunday. So Noah Brown, I would say, has, a, without any practice information, has about a 50-50 shot. If he shows up as a limited practice Wednesday then and then subsequently plays in or practices in limited fashion Thursday and Friday, that's going to push him up to about two-thirds chance of playing. Damian Pierce, the timeline here very strongly suggests a high ankle. Now, the good news is that he did return to practice in a limited fashion at the end of the week last week. And that bodes well because it means he will likely get some limited practice sessions in this week and will probably be available to play on Sunday. However, the high ankle, as we talked about with Kyron Williams, does tend to drop performance. So if Damian Pierce is out there, it's likely with a pretty significant performance hit, probably around 15 to 20%. Tyler Lockett last week didn't practice at all, still played, performed reasonably well, but not quite up to his standards. Part of that may have been the Geno Smith injury, but in general, these hamstring strains, especially for older wide receivers, when they don't practice, do tend to cause efficiency dips and decreased targets. So for Tyler Lockett, we do expect improvements, especially if he's able to log some practice time going into this week. Trevor Lawrence, Coach Doug Peterson came out and said this was slowing him down, this knee injury. However, last week he rushed five times, including two for touchdowns. The previous two weeks, he rushed for a combined three attempts. So that's much lower than his average. We are seeing improvements, I think. And the data favors around week 13 to 14, if he doesn't hit any re-aggravations, that we would see Trevor Lawrence back to 100% with this knee. Then Joey Bosa, the video on this is a little unclear. A lot of possibilities just based on that alone. The fact that they're calling it a foot sprain suggests usually this means a Liz Frank or something of that sort of severity equivalent. So IR probably happening and then Joey Bosa hopefully doesn't need surgery. Surgery of course would be season ending. The midfoot sprain, severe Liz Franks, even if treated non-operatively, still cost players about six weeks. So we're going to be looking at this interestingly to see where they are at that time point. May not make sense to bring him back at less than 100% for a week or two if the Chargers are out of it. Josh Downs, we're getting a lot of questions on him, and it's kind of an interesting story. So he had a knee sprain. He didn't really practice going into the week. Then he re-aggravated it. And then he did play again after not practicing much. So Josh Downs, the data would favor him playing, but with a production hit for the next three weeks. And in that time, he's also going to have an elevated re-injury risk. Luke Musgrave, he was reportedly dealing with some sort of internal organ injury. It sounds like it may have been a kidney laceration, very strongly suspect he's out for the Thanksgiving game. 
usually out for the subsequent game as well. So probably week 13 with return for week 14, pretty possible depending on the severity here. Dallas Goddard strongly suspect he's aiming for a week 14 return. They did not put him on IR. And if you add in three games plus the bye week, that puts you to week 14. And from his week nine injury, that's of course five weeks, the average on these forearm fractures treated surgically is about five to seven weeks. So I think week 14 is a realistic target. If that's the case, then not expecting much of a performance hit when he does come back. Then Traylon Burks, he has still not shown up on the practice reports as participating. So we don't have really reason for optimism here other than that to say that the data does favor a return week 12. But again, we don't have a whole lot of real info on Traylon Burks from the Titans. Michael Wilson, he is probably playing this coming week. He's been on and off dealing with a shoulder injury. He re-aggravated it towards the end of last week, and that's why he was likely pulled or listed as inactive for this last game. Usually these aren't multi-week absences, so most likely Michael Wilson is going to suit up week 12. Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman, a little bit of a combo package here. Now, Khalil Herbert was coming off of that high ankle. He averaged 2.2 yards per carry in his return, of course, much lower than his baseline. But that's somewhat expected when running backs come off of these severe high ankles. And that usually improves over the course of the next three weeks. Now, Deontay Foreman, he had a low ankle injury, and it looks like he had a low ankle reaggravation week 11. So that combination would generally mean that he is going to be playing, but playing with decreased workload. So it may mean more Roshan Johnson and Herbert as the weeks progress. Then we have Aaron Rodgers. I bring this one up mostly to say that, yes, I do think a return is possible, specifically because it's his left leg and he's a right-handed quarterback. And we've sort of touched on that before. But now the Jets are starting someone who has a lifetime three, three to nine touchdown interception ratio. So I suspect this one is not going to end up being relevant in terms of Aaron Rodgers trying to only play for a contender. It doesn't really make sense for him to come back if they are totally out of it a month from now. Tyrod Taylor the data would suggest that when he's eligible off the week 14, for week 14 off the IR, that he would rejoin the team and, and actually start at that point. Remains to be seen how DeVito plays and if, if they're going to go back to Tyrod, but the data would suggest that he would be able to at that point. And then his teammate Darren Waller also on the IR eligible to return week 14. I don't have so much optimism here. The data on a 30-year-old tight end who's somewhat injury-prone in that he's had three major soft tissue injuries recently, multiple major hamstrings, this is not the type of player that projects to come back in four weeks, usually six if he comes back at all. Derek Carr, he was in the concussion protocol, also sustained some sort of minor shoulder injury, looked like an AC joint sprain that wouldn't project to keep him out on its own. The concussion probably keeps him out of week 11 if they had a game and most likely returns him week 12 without a performance hit. Jalen Guyton, he sat out week 11 
And it's very likely related to the timing of the injury and in that he had a late week injury, a knee injury. And as a result, Jalen Guyton would probably project to play week 12, but we'll have to see how he does in practice. Marshawn Lattimore, this one looked like a pretty real high ankle mechanism. So the average for a DB, DB is kind of a tough position to return to because there's a lot of reactionary movements rather than planned movements like a wide receiver. So the average for these tends to be on the high side, about four weeks. Marshawn Lattimore, if they put him on IR, that'll of course clear up a lot, but I would expect it to be at least about that long. Minka Fitzpatrick, probably coming back this week, the average on these hamstrings would be on that about three-week side, and he's already hit that. So he would have a little more than three weeks if he plays this coming weekend. So we will see hopefully limited practice sessions throughout the week, and then he'll have about a two-thirds chance of returning. Marlon Humphrey, another interesting one. We think from John Harbaugh's comments that this one is going to probably play this weekend. But again, this is similar in that he's going to be on that average timeline. Average for these is about two weeks, and that's right where Humphrey will be. If he logs three limited practices, then our data suggests two-thirds chance he plays. Then we have just a couple quick notes on Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. Of course, both are out for the year. Now, the good news here, on Joe Burrow, he has a tear in a ligament in his wrist. And while that is on its surface very concerning, the data does favor full return of grip strength and a high return of full range of motion. So overall, functionally, that means Joe Burrow basically should be the same as he was at the by the start of next season. And the return to throwing on this is usually about four months, so about 12 weeks rather. So so that's somewhere in that three to four month range. And you should, of course, by the time week one of next year rolls around, see no limitations on Joe Burrow. And Deshaun Watson, a little bit of a similar story. This glenoid fracture that they described is actually not that rare. What probably happened is his shoulder partially came out and chipped off a piece of bone when it did. And that's a relatively straightforward surgery. And the recovery typically means about four months for him to start throwing again in some capacity. And then usually six months for return to full contact sports. So no real worry for, for Joe Burrow or Deshaun Watson going into next year. And that's all for today. Happy Thanksgiving and go Texans.